2: Here we go. It's the Cop-I Podcast. What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to another Copy Podcast. Um... To talk about that game that's just unfolded tonight. Uh, I'm Mick joined as usual by Tim. And we've got a special guest on tonight. It's Albert from Albert JTV. It's been a I've been on his channel a couple of times and I haven't managed to uh, snare him on the channel yet, but I finally got him. So and probably the best time to get him on. Yeah, see, um... yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks for that, Mick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I'll come straight to you I'll come straight to you, Albert. What's your initial thoughts on, on that three 0 defeat at home?
0: Um, it, it, it's something we've got used to as Arsenal fans this season. Um, we don't start games very well consistently. Um, we go behind in games, we don't look like coming back. Um, the team line up every week. Um, it seems to be not a lot of continuity, um, but particularly with the center back pairings, anyway. That I, I, it yeah. baffled me. Yeah, I, I take into account. We had four injuries today, or injury, stroke, illness, um, with players not playing. But I'm sorry, you know, we, we get told we, we have these are international footballers playing. I don't care if we're playing Liverpool or a prime Barcelona. That 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 performance today is is unacceptable from Arsenal.
2: Yeah, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do, do you think that was the right? Like you just touched on the lineup there. Do you think that was the right? The right way to go in this game against Liverpool. Obviously, you had a lot of a lot of attacking players there. You had Pepe, Odegaard, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Sabyas um, who is a good player, but maybe maybe not the right player to kind of stifle it. Obviously, you knew Liverpool were going to have most of the ball in yeah. that game. Obviously, off the back of those last two the last two wins, and we've started to pick up a little bit of form. Were you surprised by the the, the setup and, and the personnel picked?
0: You know what, boys, <laughs> with Arsenal, man. We we said this as our fan base for, for time of Arteta in charge. If you can honestly sit there as an Arsenal fan and know what team he's going to pick week in, week out, then you would also relate it to Mystic Meg <laughs> because it just you never you never ever ever know what this guy's going to do. But yeah, that's why I don't. That's why me personally, I never get too shocked or upset about the team lineup. So I mean, it is what it is. You know, people have been saying for time now uh oh, but you know, it's, it's all on Europa League, the league's been done for ages. Um, but so the team lineup I wasn't too kind of us kind of either or um the, the problem I have, Mick, and and I forgot your name, sorry, Brent. Tim. Tim, yes. What what I keep what, what annoys me with our lineups if we're gonna play the four, two, three, one formation. I don't know how many times I have to keep saying it. I'm not no football coach, so I haven't got no coaching licenses to show you guys right, but Lacazette and Aubameyang cannot play in the same team in that formation. It unbalances the team and two, it does it just doesn't work. Um so he started with both of them um, even though um, Aubameyang's not had a good season at all. Actually, actually none of the forwards this season have been consistent. I've been I've been on I've been on all their occasions this season. I've been very consistent with that. So I mean, you know what it is for me I don't get too caught up so much in the formations and the tactics. It's just uh, your own set of eyes that lie to you. And like I said, as professional footballers, the passing from Arsenal tonight was terrible. Um, Liverpool were very good, though, in the sense of I kind of thought it would happen, guys, where the minute Erdegaard got the ball, the, the second he got the ball, Mane was on him, Milner yeah. was on him. If it wasn't Milner, it was Milner and Fabinho it was on him instantly. And if you cut off that supply, Liverpool's high-pressing game, Arsenal's going to be in trouble.
2: Yeah, and I think that's something we've maybe lacked, isn't it, Tim? In like, not not the last three games anyway,
0: but
2: obviously we've won the last three now. But before that, the intensity maybe in midfield and, and up top just wasn't quite there. And I think we've seen a return to that, which has been nice for us because there was a load of games where we were just second in terms of to, to the ball, like like Albert, said. like you wanna you wanna see that fight, and if that fight's not there, that that should be first and foremost. Everything after should be the quality should shine through, and if the fight isn't there, then then you're not gonna win any footy games. I'm afraid that's as, it's as simple as that. But mm. it was it was good to see like Millie play well. I think everyone pretty much played well, and I think actually now I think about it towards the end, I think I Martin did Guy Neville say something like me and me and Martin could have played centre half tonight for Liverpool, but I don't. <laughs> I it thought that was, a bit, that was a bit cheeky, I thought, because I thought Phillips and Kabak were really good. And I, if good. I was picking man of the match, they'd be in my top five, to be honest. What, what do you think, Tim?
1: Um, yeah, I think I think the centre back partnership was was really really good. But my my up player for Liverpool was was Fab. He was yeah. I mean I, I know I know Arsenal have at times struggled playing out from the back, but they were just a victim today of of a performance from that I haven't seen Fabinho play like that in in a long long time, and he is he is the key to Liverpool's success in in a lot of ways because he essentially locks another team in their half every time Arsenal looked to get it out and, and looked like they were making a breakaway with the ball, it was him every time, putting in a tackle, getting an interception, clearing a header and then settling play down. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, Arsenal had, you know, they, they didn't they didn't look great, but at the same time, as, as much as they didn't look great, I, I didn't think we allowed them a sniff at, at looking anywhere decent anyway. I think that, you know, he... he I picked to pick the wrong midfield to play against this local team. You know, against this global team, if, if you're going to have any chance of beating them, um, especially with Fab in the midfield and, and the impact that Diago's is now starting to have as well, you have to have a midfield that's going to has to have a work rate through through the roof. You know, with uh, guys like Odegaard, Odegaard and Ceballos, You know, those those are guys who you know you look to pick. Uh, Pick a lock in a def- in a in a defense and stuff like that. Find find that special pass, but not guys that are going to work their arse off and win balls back and, and you know be able to control the midfield, which is more the kind of midfielder that you'd be you'd be wanting to to put on the pitch against a team like Liverpool. So, yeah, I I I, I was surprised that he was so attacking in his in his selection, Arteta. But at the same time, I I think that at this point in the season, he just went. Fuck it, I'm going to go for this because what's the point in not? At the end of the day, if, if we don't go for it against this Liverpool side, you know uh, th- this is a Liverpool team that's been here, been there to be had for for a while now. You know we might catch them on an off day, bunch of players coming back from from international duty and and all sorts. So let's have it, but it, it just didn't work out for him, and, and Liverpool have put in a performance that that. And that they've been trending towards over the last kind of couple of weeks before the international break, we've seen them playing better and better and, and Fabinho on that midfield just makes all the difference.
2: Yeah, he was he was he was unbelievable, Fabinho, to be honest. it's just having him back in there, you don't you don't realise what you have until it's gone. And then he was obviously so good in center half that we were kind of like, Oh, this could be I I think I even remember saying on a pod, like, could this be his new position? And how, how fucking wrong can it be? Like, he he is just an, uh, he is just so good in that in that midfield. Uh, sitting in front of the back four, his passing range is good. He's tall. He's gangly. He gets his foot in. He's just, I absolutely love the fella. But Albert, in terms of the first half, then because obviously it was nil nil at halftime, was you was you happy at that at that point, considering the way that that first half had gone?
0: Listen, I, I say it's a good thing that the fans are not in the stadium. It'd be a very different, it'd be a very different atmosphere, yeah. but um, I think we was very lucky to go in. Uh, I know Liverpool didn't create like out and out chances, but I thought Arsenal were very fortunate to go in a half time. Um, 0-0. you made a good point about Fabinho, it's a different class. I mean, when we had Emery, it was no secret that he wanted Fabinho and we got Torreira. Um, and unfortunately, that's the case. And the thing I think the only thing that disappointed me with Arsenal was the fact that. Obviously, you guys have had Kabak and Phillips kind of um, your two centre backs um, over recent games and that. But I saw that stat that came up in terms of like over an eight game period in the league, um, Liverpool quite low down in like a sort like a little mini Premier League table, with like only taking about, I think it was six points, was it? So that yeah. would that would that was the kind of thing that disappointed me with Arsenal not to try and capitalise on Trent, who hasn't been fantastic this season. You guys see him more than I do, so you probably a better opinion than I got and. Obviously, like I said, with the two centre backs, you know, to play a bit more pressure, you're playing at home. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's this this has been this has been a, a reoccurring story of Arsenal, not, not, not starting games very, very well. So we was lucky to go in at time um nil-nil. I thought f- f- uh, Mane uh looked sharp. He did look sharp. He gave holding problems, I thought, all game, um, which I wasn't surprised about if I'm being honest. Um and uh, Firmino looked sharp as well. The, yeah, Liverpool just—they looked. Arsenal were the thing is, Arsenal were compact um, and were quite structured. But the problem is, when you do get the ball, you have to transition quickly and better. And we wasn't doing that. Yeah, one pass, two passes. You know, we're not—we're not talking about like I said. I like to say hitting the Hollywood Stevie G passes. We're—I'm talking about A to B passes that yeah, yeah. we're not making. So we're losing the ball quickly when we're getting it back after being so, compa- so compact and structured where Liverpool couldn't break us down. So uh, like I said, we're lucky to go in time um you know, nil-nil to be honest. And uh, we lost Tierney as well to injury. So hopefully it's not too serious.
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. That was on the stroke of half time, wasn't it? So that was, yeah. that was an unfortunate one because he is, he has been playing well, hasn't he? Yeah. The, the season, and even for Scotland as well, he's been taking that good form to, for them as well. But, um. Tim, before we move on, do you want to just explain what, what this is? Because I've seen you giggling. Do you want to just what what the fuck does that say? What
0: does that mean? Yeah, tell me. Tim. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not.
1: I'm not um, you can't repeat. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it'd be good for the channel for
0: me to say that. Oh, no, no, definitely don't say it,
2: man. Fucking, hell, you can't even say it when we're doing exclusive videos. Fucking, hell, that must be filth. Your dad yeah, is a filthy, filthy man. <laughs> oh filthy man. god. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'll work I'll try and work yeah. out what it is. Yeah, Google Translate, quick, see what that's. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm going <laughs> to type it into, into our private. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go, ahead.
2: Go, ahead. Go ahead. As we're doing that, then Tim, um, yeah, 64 minutes. Um, well, actually, let, let's have a look. Hotter came on. So, 61 minutes, Hotter came on. Yeah. Three minutes later, he gets a goal. That is just saying something. He, he comes on, comes on for Robo Mill, Millie goes left back. I'm thinking. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure about that one because Robbo. I mean, wasn't great. Uh, he's played a lot of footy for Scotland as well. But Hotter coming on, you, ju- you just knew he was going to score, didn't you? Because he's just got. He's just got that something about him where I think one of the commentators said, like we've signed him at the perfect time. Like he's just mm. the right age. He's got high okay. ceiling. He's he's quick, direct. He's everything that a Liverpool forward three needs to be. And he's just a perfect example, isn't he? And he's just taking these goals just so easily and it's so it's so good to watch isn't it
1: yeah i mean it, it's interesting actually because I, th- I think actually funny enough martin tyler um and, and gary neville touched on it it's mane and and Firmino at the moment don't seem to have a hunger for goals that Mane uh, that Mane then that hotta and salah have they seem to you know want to score you know it, it'll kill them if they don't score in the game. You know these guys are they're desperate. Every time they touch the ball, they're looking to get a shot off. They're looking to be in a dangerous position. They're attacking crosses. Uh, you know they're going at guys. Mane seems to have lost that a little bit this season, which is a little worrying. But at the same time, you know everyone goes through a slump in form, and you know he's he's still he still had guys on skates, and you know was holding up the ball well, and you know he allowed play to go through him pretty well, but he's he's what, what Mane has been for, for a couple of seasons now and, and that's what we've been missing is that Mane is probably what at this point probably about 10 goals behind where he was last year in terms of in the Premier League in, in terms of production so Hota's come in and, and kind of fill that gap and that's exactly what Liverpool needed because Firmino's never been a, a massive goal scorer and I, I, I see him and honestly after after all four of them were playing the, the way he fit into that midfield and the the playmaking and from behind. I mean he put he put Salah in with one hell of a ball and you know he's he's got that quality to transition into a into a 10 now and and really kind of feed and really get his assist numbers up because he's he's just got that kind of quality and he's 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 class and he's he's so good on the ball and he's he's able to pick out almost any pass. He reminds me a lot of Diago but you know, obviously a different build and you know he's he's that kind of a technical player that that's able to produce things that not every every other player on the field can produce so i see him taking on on that that role more and more as as we move forward and to see him Put, pulled into that role instead of being put, pulled onto the bet, bench and caught and doing a straight swap, which was brilliant in terms of his man management because obviously Robbo and Kabak and have, have played internationally a couple of times this week. So being able to bring them off and rest their legs before the big game midweek um, and still be able to get production out of uh, Firmino moving into the midfield is, is key. And I, I think it's a, it's a really kind of special thing that if, if Liverpool are able to do that moving forward, we, you know, this this could be a completely different looking team. You know, in the next you know few
2: weeks, never mind next season. Yeah, definitely, mate. Agree with all that. Um, but in terms of, like we touched on hoss's goal, the, the ball by Trent was just—it was inch perfect, wasn't it? you couldn't. It was like enough pace on it, right on the money, and it was like go on and put me in a bath and net. I just wanted to get while we've got you on the on the show, Albert. What? What? Do you, where do you stand on all this Trent stuff? I mean. They were talking about a shitload in in the commentary box saying, "Oh, Trent needs to prove his worth." Left left out the England squad. Where do you stand on Trent? What what do you make of him? Do you think he is the best in the league if, in terms of English right backs, or does it does he go does he go to the does he go to the championships in the, in the summer for you? If you're picking the team,
0: yeah, hundred percent he goes. Left. I was surprised he was even left out.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean. I mean, don't even get me started on Southgate, but that's another that's another topic, man. You have to <laughs> one on the international throw or something, yeah, we'll definitely talk about the English side. But um, yeah, I was surprised he got left out, boys. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, listen, he's not the only player to not you know not played well and still get into the national team. I mean, that's just to me, that was just some nonsense. But um, yeah. it's he's got competition. I mean, so you've got Walker, you've got Reese James. Um, you could probably throw Aaron Wan into that as well, but um I think personally, it's out of probably him and Walker. Um, diff- very different, um, but then even if Carl Walker's prone to mistakes, just because he plays for City, <laughs> I watch enough football to see you know this guy makes mistakes for he makes mistakes for England and Man City. I've seen I've seen it for about three years. So yeah. why why is that any different? Or, or are they going to brush it under the carpet because it's City and it's Carl Walker? So yeah, the trend thing and it's it's mad. It sort of goes from one spectrum to another. So they're waxing lyrical about the cross. They was drooling over it. There was, you know, there was going over it. Great. I've been. I'd have been proud of that cross. I, I definitely would have finished that. Believe me. I was that. <laughs> I was going up to finish that kind of chance. But yeah. um Now you know what? I think with modern day right backs, whether you guys agree or not, people bang on about the back of defending, defending, defending. But I don't think in football today that you have. There's not many, I would say probably, other than wan who's the best defensive right-back in the league, defensively, there's not many of them that are great, but what he offers going forward probably outweighs the defensive aspect of it because that's always been there with Trent. It's nothing unusual, even with most modern-day in the in the league, mate. But yeah, me personally, I was surprised he got left out. And, you know, he played well today as a fan. He's always had that crossing ability, boys, like, you know, dead ball and unbelievable. So, yeah, I... Personally, I think it's out of him and Walker for um, the the birth spot for the national team, personally.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he proved again tonight because even as, like, a got an assist and he, he got a clean sheet and he, he played yeah. well, even defensively up and against... Obviously, Yang was really far back to, to even attempt to try and take him in one-on-one. But even in those little mini-duels that he had with him, I thought he'd done, he'd done really well and he, um, he still up to the task. But it was only... Um, Four minutes later we got an, another goal and Mo Salah. I was, to be honest, I was in the kitchen making a drink and I just heard uh, <laughs> uh, Kate screaming, Oh, they've scored. And I was like, Fucking hell when you tell me earlier. But uh yeah, I liked it. In. <laughs> Salah, Salah had scored. Uh Tim, what were you what you thought then? Were you were you feeling a bit more safe once that one had gone in? Um I hate to say it, but I was once
1: the first one had got in, I I thought that was pretty much that was pretty much a game. I, I thought that it had, had Arsenal shown a little bit more threat in, in the previous 60 minutes, I'd be a little bit more worried. But as it, it looked like as soon as that first goal went in, Arsenal yeah, kind of dropped their the heads and, yeah. and went, nah, this, yeah. this, 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 we're, not, we're not getting this one back. We've not even had a shot. don't think they had, had a shot up, up to that point. Um, so at, at that point, I was like, oh, that's that's a goal that puts us really kind of comfortably in the driver's seat now. And um, I was expecting us to at least hold up for a 1-0. I wasn't really expecting us to concede past that point. Um but to see um a different type of goal, a goal that we haven't seen, Liverpool score, you know, a long ball over the top that's that's been lacking since since Van Dyke's been out, you know, we've not we've not played that ball consistently and, and we've not really had much success with it. So to see Fab step up and and, and put a peach for a ball in and yeah, Mo, Mo gets a little bit lucky, gets a couple of deflections off Gabriel and you know, manages to squeeze it between a, a, a tight gap in between the keepers' legs. But you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good goal and it's a typical Mo Salah goal, you know, he's able to hold off a defender and, and squeeze it into a tight gap. Kind of, I didn't, once, once he kind of got up and, and was one-on-one with the keeper, I wasn't really expecting him to miss, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, once, again, once that game, that goal put, goes in, you think, well, there's there's not a chance now that, that Arsenal come back, but I was fairly confident at that point anyway after the first one, just purely, purely based on, on the way both sides were playing up to that point.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, I think it was about 14 minutes later. Hotter got another one to kind of secure, and obviously, like like you, said, we it was already it was all the game set and match be, be, before that. But um, I just want to go through some of these comments because there's been some boss ones tonight. Um, Chris Kelly's popped in here with this Arsenal and still a product of Wenger's transfer policy, policy, soft touches in midfield. Would you would you agree with that, Albert? I mean, I, I said before about Ceballos and, and obviously, parties a, a great midfield and he, he he is good in there, but. I expected an El Nenny tonight, to be honest, just to kind of be a bit more solid in there. Did you? Were you surprised by a Ceballos, Even though he is, he is good going forward, creative wise. But I don't, I don't think it was his best game, was it tonight for Ceballos? I think. He, I think you're on mute, Albert.
0: Now, that would help if I took myself off mute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time, but no.
2: I was like, oh, I think Albert's gave up here, yeah, boys. I was going
0: to go. Tim and me could just rubbing it in. Now, but no, you can pick up the guy in the chat, man. You know, Arsenal fan coming up. But no, Um, you see with the a thing, right? When we got him on loan for the second time around, I wasn't happy, to be honest with you. I, I wasn't exactly breaking out the bunting. I just didn't. I think we kept him on. Just purely just purely for numbers in the squad. I, I didn't see enough last season for us to give this guy another season at Arsenal when it's quite clear uh, Mikel Arteta don't rate him. And the problem with our midfield is, who are the other options? You know, and you know what's going to happen now with the Arsenal fan base. You, you, you guys will see it on Twitter and all forms of social media, or whatever, the, the thousands of Arsenal YouTube channels, right? Because Jack never played tonight, right? It's going to fit into the narrative now, y'all. But Jacques was if he'd have played tonight, it would have been the same thing. Because you you guys, with your higher press, you would have exposed his lack of mobility. Yeah. So it would have made no difference. So, yeah, you know, we've never had the Sabas party partnership. I don't think we've had it, actually, to be honest with you. And you saw tonight, to be honest, yes, Liverpool were a very good side. You pressed well. Um, you could have had us... If he if, had if created more chance in the first half, he probably could have had us out of sight. Um, but, yeah, so bias, mate, I just, I don't think Arteta rates him personally. Um, And I can probably see why he probably might not. He's a technically gifted footballer. He's a Spanish foot, You know, they're, they're technically gifted anyway, but I can see why he probably hasn't made the cut at Real Madrid, to be totally honest with you. So, yeah, I just, it's kind of a case of party and who else? <laughs> I'll start. Our strength and depth isn't great. It's Shaka, it's El Nenny. Gwinduzi's been banished. Terreira's out on loan. And then you probably have to scratch through the under 23s to find somebody. It's not great, yeah.
2: mate. Yeah, that's that that's the thing, isn't it? I think he's still was it that was that his fiftieth game tonight, was it? Yes. I'll test it. So yeah. yeah. It's still it's uh, for me, it's still early days to be to um to be judging a manager, especially Arsenal, you don't like you don't you don't fly through managers like other clubs. You kind of try and keep a manager and see what happens, and then go from there. But you, I think he's still there's still stuff to prove for Arteta. Obviously, he's still new to management. It's going back to the club that he was he was at. So I think he give him a couple of transfer windows, and he's obviously like when you've I've heard Pep Guardiola speak about him. He's obviously tactically spot on, but maybe just hasn't got the personnel at the moment to kind of carry out what, what he needs. to. I mean, he's probably quite like a perfectionist in terms of same as Guardiola is. and
0: Yeah, mate, that's, that's the big issue because the thing is, I, I hear that with the, the Pep thing and obviously we know it's kind of his best mate kind of thing. But um, yeah, and I agree, some people said in the chat, we, we did miss Saka and ESR tonight. We missed their, their energy. We missed their, you know, getting into the final third game beyond the strikers. But um, Arteta keeps picking these guys. Now, you could say, you could argue... What's the other options, but then you do have options. Whether it's just whether you're brave enough to put them in the team because you're relying on the experienced players who've, have, you know, let down two managers before Arteta. Um, it's a tricky one. I, so yeah, I'm gonna say to you guys, you you've seen you seen the Twitter on Arsenal fan base. So when you mention give a manager time, man, there, there, there's <laughs> no t- <laughs> there's no time over the vocabulary. But I get I get yeah. where you guys are coming from because. That's why well, I like to hear. Other, other fans of football clubs talk about Arsenal because it's interesting to get you guys' perspective.
1: Well, the the one thing I would say about Arsenal and and the early season kind of proved it is that you know this a a doing what other teams do and, and consistently changing their manager, especially with the quality of player that they have at the moment, could be absolutely disastrous for the club. I think that, you know, if they they, they go through, obviously, the manager bounce, which every team goes through. We, we've just seen Chelsea recently go through it and we talked about earlier on the show that obviously this is their first loss after two shells, so it's going to be interesting to see how they react. But, yeah. you know, it, it takes time for a manager to implement their system for them to actually start working because the players are so used to playing one way under one guy and then all of a sudden Overnight it flips and the guy comes in and wants to do something completely different. So obviously Arteta really struggled to get that across to the side early in the season, and that's why you saw Arsenal drop to fifteenth, sixteenth, and, and work consistently for the first kind of 10, 12 games in that in that area. But obviously once he was able to get a more consistent squad out and and the kind of start implementing his way, and the players got started getting used to it, Arsenal went on a bit of a run, didn't they? Where they were starting to beat better teams and, and you know starting to put more you know put more numbers in the win column rather than the loss column um so i for me you know it's pep guardiola could take over this team tonight it wouldn't make a difference they yeah. they just don't have the quality to 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 produce results or to produce foot performances to to kind of you know win win big games like this or win tough you know for me arsenal's best game of the season was the one they win at man united or 3-0 against chelsea but it's 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 just those... It's,
0: it's, it's been very few games this season we could pick as as good performances. And well, you know the biggest problem. You know the biggest problem, guys. With I think I said this before, and I'm no Arsenal fan can disagree with me. We've still we still got this, there's six or six stroke seven players that started that Europa League final against Chelsea. Still at this football club. That's a huge problem, massive massive problem. But I understand. I I, I get it with my sort of football head that. Arteta's come into a situation at Arsenal where we're not we've not been a successful side for years. Some clubs would be happy with four FA Cups in 15, 16 years, but we're Arsenal football club. So if you're gonna give a novice manager the, the you know to the big job of managing Arsenal as his first job, you can't you're not you not know, can not expect miracles. So Arsenal fans are not gonna wake up tomorrow and go, are we gonna go out support Tottenham? Or we're gonna support another club. You know, you, you're gonna to have to stick with it. So it's going to be a lot of bumps in the road, man. A lot of bumps.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you have to give them time to be able to, because obviously you have to implement that system and get the players used to it. And then during transfer markets, you then have to bring players in who are going to suit and thrive in that system rather than just dealing with what you've got and thinking, oh, well, we can go and win a Premier League with what? The previous manager, you know, pulled in for his system, so it, it's a it's a time thing, and and that's often enough. And I think that's why Man United are giving uh, Oli so much time, to be honest, because they've fallen into that trap over the last. You know, eight years of well, since Alex Ferguson gone since oh two years with a manager and then out, and then two years with the manager and then out because they've got so much pressure to win. So my hope for Arsenal is that they actually give Arteta, or if it's not Arteta and they decide a you know a different coach will come in and and be better, that they actually give them a three four year stretch to actually be able to build. Because I mean, if if we if we Liverpool fans got on Klopp for you know for for his first season, you'd be yeah. like. You know, look at look at what we would have wasted if we would have said clop out" after six months. So it's 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 interesting, but obviously it's just it's just a matter of time, and it, obviously time is, isn't a thing in football. But you know, it's 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 the patient fans that end up being the happiest. You know,
0: yeah. The, the ironic thing is, Arsenal won't sack him. The only way Arsenal would have sacked him when we had that period of games after the international break. I think it was after we beat Man United, and the, um, we won an horrendous run for two and a half months. We didn't win a game. The only way Arsenal would have got rid of him is if he was in the bottom three. I I, 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 I think they will give him the time. Um, at least this window, definitely. Um, yeah. So no, they won't sack him and that's the reason why he will get time.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I just want to touch on what Jake's just said there. Arsenal are so far away from what they used to be and I've just been having a little look on Opta there. And um, this, was the, this was Liverpool's... Uh, biggest ever margin of victory in a, in a way top flight match against Arsenal, which is does seem a bit mad to me. But that that's yeah that's the first time we've ever won by that many goals. I don't know a game against Arsenal ever, which is, I mean, it it it's difficult because it, it, I don't know what what that tells me because you, guys you guys are in somewhat of a transition period where you're kind of trying to find your feet, Liverpool. Are, Candid in it as well because we've got two new centre halves who, for me, done really well again tonight. Who and it feeds into exactly what Mark said there. Kabak and Phillips, four game started, four wins, four clean sheets, solid. It's it's difficult to 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 figure out what what Ruth Arsenal needs to go on. I mean, if it was me, Arteta needs to stay. He needs to, he needs backing in transfer market. He needs. <laughs> a lot of money put put into it. Like we 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 only started winning trophies when we got Van Dijk and, and Allison, and that cost us the same amount as we sold Coutinho for, which is what hundred and twenty mil. So you need to you need to get your hand in your pocket and 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 back the back the fella. Otherwise, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for you cause it's not. I like have I've always had a soft spot for Arsenal. I always want to see Arsenal do well. Like grew up watching. Thierry and we just tear as one week in week out, and as much as it pained me, I loved it at the same time because it was just a pure, be- beautiful football. And it's a shame that the way it's going now. And I, I want to see Arsenal return to-, to what they were, but there needs to be a bit like with Arsene Wenger there for so long towards the end. Obviously, it was kind of like yeah. when's he going to leave? Like it's, it was kind of like he's, he's on borrowed time. But with like you need to give someone the. A bit of fluidity in terms of going forward, give give some give someone some backing. Do you think that will be Arteta, Albi, going forward? Do you think that is the route that you need to take, or do you think this is kind of like a a short term thing and kind of see what happens in terms of maybe another manager becomes available?
0: Um, I think, like I said, I think the problem of Arsenal is it's been for quite a long time, but even with the latter years of Wenger the Arsenal board made no planning. There was no contingency to get anybody in. That's why he stayed on for longer than he should have stayed on, to be honest with you. Um, we, got, we we went and got an experienced manager in Emery, which that to me, again, that came out of nowhere because, you know, Arteta was the man that was going to get the job. Then last minute, we all know about the PowerPoint presentation from Emery and he gets a job, like, which made no sense to me anyway. Um, I and mean, then that didn't work. You know, we lose it. Um, you know, losing that, messing up the top four, losing certain, you know, drawing the Crystal Palace and kind of games, and we lose the Euro- Europa League final. But with Arteta, I mean, you know, you know, with some of the Arsenal fan base, obviously not all of them, it's there's no grey area, guys. Like it's we want him gone, or it's overly positive. There's there's no there's no context or balance in the middle. I mean, I I mean on Instagram, like some the Arsenal fan was saying that. You know, if you know, even if Arteta won the Europa League, for example, um, I still want him gone. And I thought, hold on a minute, like let's let's think about that logically. Why would you get rid of a manager who would it would deliver you your third ever trophy in Europe and your first European trophy since nineteen ninety-four? I'm old enough to remember that, so that's a long time ago. You can't see the gray hair, <laughs> but they're here. But um <laughs> but it's um he, Mick, he will get time. That's the thing, he will get time because Arsenal, again, in terms of in terms of contingency, won't have won't, won't won't find the right person to come in or somebody else to come in. And the thing is, when you come to Arsenal, you're not going to get a Mourinho or, or, or an Allegri because they want a war chest of money to spend to get the right players in. Arsenal are not going to do that. You know we're being told for so many years we're a self-sustaining club, but if someone has said to me at the start of the season, because I, I said we wouldn't get top four, to be honest with you, that was before we bought party, Gabriel, and even after. Um, but even I must, even I've been shocked how bad it's been this season. You know we've won and lost the same. We've won and lost the same amount of Premier League games. That's unheard of to me. Yeah. So yeah, mate, it's going to be a lot of pain, man. A lot of pain. A lot of headache tablets and. <laughs> it's like,
1: it's
0: gonna be tough, man. All the eggs are in one basket. For you know, we, and you be honest, as Arsenal's a football club, we've not got a very good record in Europe. It's, it's off, actually two European trophies in Arsenal's history. Terrible.
2: Yeah, especially for the, the teams you had back in back in Thank the nineties and, and the nineties. Jesus Christ, you should have won a shitload more. To be honest. Yeah. 100% but, boys, I'm getting absolute grief here from a lot of people because I'm drinking a pink gin with a metal straw. <laughs> Mark, Mark save the turtles, lads! Save the turtles. You've got to, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. Uh, <laughs> um, right, let's have a look through through all because it's fucking hell. I can't even keep up with these comments. There've been that many. Yeah, coming uh, through, mate. Coming, coming thick and fast. Yeah, um, yeah. Gamer born, which is moving unit on on Twitter. If you go want to go and check out his stuff, he's got some boss Liverpool, um, some boss Liverpool merchandise over on there. We've never been good at Arsenal away, even when we've been at our strongest. And I think that kind of, mm. yeah, is the antithesis of what I just said before. Like that, we this is our best ever win, and this wow. we're not even at our strongest. It, it 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 does feel a bit mad. I don't know how to feel about that because we kind of we were, we were really good tonight, but Arsenal weren't anywhere near good enough <sighs> in terms of back any any every player just just wasn't mm. there tonight. But we were just just showed that intensity and it, it, it was nice to see wasn't it Tim like Kabach and Phillips are great Trent was, Trent was good Robbo maybe okay and then there's been a lot of comments about uh, Alison's tash to be honest which we haven't even touched on which was another another podcast altogether he could do another 60 minutes on that to be honest but um in terms of man for man like you said Fab was probably man of the match Thiago was just dominating like like he does I didn't get Time to get me Thiago shirt on. I've got me Van Dijk on instead. But um, Millie was good. Mane was sharp, like Albert said. Uh, Firmino was sharp as well. Salah looked sharp. Obviously, grabbed the goal as well. So it's it's good signs going into Tuesday against Real Madrid that we're starting to pick up form at what is seemingly the perfect time to do so.
1: Yeah, and and the good thing is it's team wide form. It's not as as we saw earlier on in the season. It wasn't just Mo just carrying us. To, to at some points you know draws and even just bagging a couple of goals and a loss but yeah yeah it, it it is great to see see this this team kind of start to to kind of motor along a little bit more smoothly than than what we've seen um you know, uh, it's it, This is this is more the type of football that we've been used to. This is, you know, that that aggression in the midfield, that that dominating the midfield that we've seen over the last few games is is exactly the reason we've been successful, and and won a Champions League and a Premier League in the last two years. That's 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 the key to to this team. It's it's the biggest cog in the in the in that club kind of like that club uh, machine. So to to see Fab back and and to to have that um kind of like that that aggression back in the midfield that that re, the recycling of play the, the stopping teams of getting getting out the half and all that kind of stuff because it's it, it I, I hate to say it, but it's, it's very similar to what we did to Wolves as well Wolves really really struggled to get the ball past the halfway line and they, they looked dangerous a couple of times but outside of that they didn't really look much a threat and a lot of that is because Fab steps, steps into the midfield and just cuts attacks off in in their own half and you know, we're able to then play it through our centre backs, and and Kevac and Phillips have really, really grown together as a partnership, and their ball playing ability c- continues to surprise to to surprise me. And you know, at one point, you know, Phillips putting a cross, you know, and I was like,
2: oh yeah, I didn't you know, know what, I was, what was going on there. I saw Phillips bombarding. I was like, I can think I said shoot. To be honest, I was like, fucking oh, have a go. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and to, to to be fair, if Hotter had continued his run, he might have got got on the end of it as well as a half decent ball. But you know, th- th- these guys uh, th- they play with a tenacity and a fearlessness that you know you have to admire. These guys, you know, they've they've stepped into a dire dire situation, and game by game, you know, as as they've been able to to sit with each other as a partnership, they've they've grown and. You know they're starting to be more and more physical and and they're you know they're starting to learn how to play off each other and one of them's dropping and one of them's going for the ball because yeah. w- one of the biggest problems they had earlier in the season with with some balls over the top was that they're, they're both such ball hungry kind of centre backs that they both fly in for a header and and leave kind of Trent and and Rubber in you know with, with lack lacking some manpower behind. So they they're they starting to grow as a partnership. They're both they're both still really really obviously very very young for for central central defenders. We, we as, as we know we've seen um we've we've seen central defenders play till their the late thirties and still be super effective. So to for for a central defender partnership to be is it twenty and twenty four and and yeah and kept four straight clean sheets and continue to grow as, as individuals and as, as a partnership, it's, it's really, really impressive. And, and, and as to have a backup spine of the team of like, that is, is something that, I mean, me, me and Mick were talking before, before the previous show to just to, you know, just, just to have the problem of, of, to pick, Pick your centre back partnership for next year, and with the Canate rumours, you know this is this is these are the problems that Man City have, and, and the problems that Liverpool have been looking to have for for a while. So that instead of being consistently good for two, three years, as we saw in, in the mid-noughties with Torres, and then later on with Suarez. Um, it's more of a six to eight year span where you know we're cont- contending for the for the league and the Champions League year in year out, and that's something that for me, looking at this team, man for man, they, they could definitely definitely do, especially when 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 they're back to full health, and you've got a, 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 Roll, a Rolls Royce at the back. Because I can't even imagine what what either of these guys would look like next to Van Dyke. They'd be you know it, he just he just pulls a guy, pulls guys to level up. So it, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how how this Liverpool team kind of. Develops into next season and, and what Klopp's going to do, you know, with with his starting eleven.
2: Yeah, and I think Marcus, there's uh, spot on. Like Kabak, quality must sign the summer. And I mean, if it, even if it's eighteen million in this in this day and age, for someone like that who's obviously still really new, but I mean, I think his first couple of games, we were kind of quick to judge, weren't we? We were kind of like, oh, this guy. Yeah. On the turn, he looks slow. He's turned like a bus, turned like a fridge. He's a Harry Maguire, you know, just the usual shit you see on Twitter. And you're like, "Fuck off!" Just give give the fella some time. He's a young kid, but uh, he looked really composed tonight. Was the word I'd, I'd use? Composed, like on the ball, assurance, passing into feet, nice and sharp. Everything that you want from it from a good centre half. And Phillips was the same. So we want we want to see more of that, but. Albert, we're getting, on, we're getting on to forty minutes here, so we'll kind of wind down a little bit because we don't want to keep you at all night. Because we could probably be all night getting onto 90s chat and Thierry Henry and Paddy Vieira and all that shit. But well, um, in terms of Arsenal, I'm just I'm just having a look at the table. I mean, I want I to I won't read it out here because it's no, good I don't, no, I don't read it's it out. Reading, but <laughs> nine, nine points off top four is. I mean, stranger things have happened with eight games left, but uh, is that? Is that it for you in terms in terms of that? I mean, it's it's gonna be a big ask now, isn't
0: it? This this is the this is uh, now let me rephrase this. it's not it's not arguments I've been having the Arsenal fans. i just let them i just leave them to it on social media. Like, you know what it is because the season's been a strange season generally with some of the results. I mean, I didn't see the earlier game with the, the Chelsea game. I couldn't believe what I heard when I when I heard the result. i I, I thought I was in a time warp, but um <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's been an odd season, so the, but us, the, I think to ask the fans the problem we've got is although teams are above us, are dropping points and not winning certain games, we're not good enough to capitalize. So it, yeah. it it's counterproductive. It's it what we're giving ourselves false hope as fans, thinking that oh, if we win this game and that game, you know, we're only six points yeah. behind, we're, we're working out all these permutations, but we're not good enough to capitalize. That's the issue. Um, I mean, like I said, I didn't think we'd get top four this season, but if someone had said to me we're on course for potentially our worst premier league finish since the 94 95 season which we finished 12th, um i would never have believed that whether it's an experienced manager or not i would not have seen that coming um at this stage of the season to be so far out of contention for top 6 all of top top for everything it's just been it's been a difficult watch man but it's when, you, when you're used to seeing the performances you see with Arsenal, you get used to it. And I'm not saying that from, from a position that I'm happy because I'm not. Um, I don't want to see what I've been seeing for the last few years. And this season has been tough. Um, and like people have been saying, all our eggs in the Europa League, um, I think will come up a bit short personally. Um, but I would say the only, I would say, because it's a cup competition, guys, you've always got a puncher's chance and with with a bit of luck... Um we could make the final. Who knows? Who knows? It's possible, but we've got if we do get through, we've got a very in a very interesting potential semi-final opponent in Mr. Mr. Emery's team in Villarreal. <laughs> oh,
2: good evening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um yeah, so you've got you've got Slavia Prague, haven't you on on Thursday? And then you've got Chef United away. On paper, you should be winning that. I mean, and I know you, I know what you're saying, Albert. In terms of looking at all the permutations, or if you win this one and then they lose yes. and whatever. I mean, we've been Liverpool, us as Liverpool fans, we've been doing that a lot lately. With with like, oh, we just need Chelsea to lose to West Brom, thinking it'll never happen. Then it does, and then we're all shitting our pants, thinking we need to beat Arsenal away, thinking it probably won't happen because we'll probably slip up, and then it happens. It's just. A lot footy can change very quick and I think if mm. you start to put a bit of a run a run of form together, it can change in two or three games. So I'm hoping that does for you boys. But um like gamer bones just said there, uh Albert is a great guest, to tells it how it is he's and right. make sure to get one again. That is absolutely spot on. That's why I got him on because he's an absolute I'm here, man. <laughs> 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 but uh boys, we'll uh we'll wrap it up there because we could like I said, we could we could chat all night about this and it's getting on to quarter eleven, here But um Thanks to Tim for jumping on. Uh, Albert, tell us a little bit about about your channel and where we can uh, we can see more of your talking sense on your on your on your YouTube channel.
0: Well, I, I I try, mate. It's difficult of our fan base to talk. <laughs> to, mate, I tell you that. <laughs> no, but no, Mick. Thanks for thanks for the invite, man. Now, I wanted to come to your channel. You're doing great bits of your channel, man. I do try and keep up with so much YouTube content. It's mad, but um, yeah. Now, um, yeah, Albert JTV, very easy to find on YouTube. Um, twitter handle at aumo57 don't ever think about it people come and subscribe <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i'll be uh i'll post that and once we've finished i'll post that on my twitter and i'll post That's it awesome, on copite twitter as well to get get you some um some follows because you've been you, you look you're getting a lot of love in the comments here albert to be fair which is which is nice to see but no, uh, it is,
0: we'll,
2: it is. it's nice isn't it but uh we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there fellas um thanks again to both of you for jumping on uh we'll be back um when will we be back tuesday i mean i not i might not be back because i might not be here so I'm, i might give that one a miss because i might be too drunk in a corner somewhere but we'll <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what happens but um if you're watching on youtube give us a like and subscribe if you're not watching on facebook or twitter just go over to youtube a sec for us and and subscribe and um we will get Albert back on very soon to have, have another little chat maybe about some 90s footy or yes. Premier, League, Premier League best 11s or something like that because we, we seem to agree on that big pod we were on last time. So we will... Oh
0: <laughs> mate, mate, I'm still not happy. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. Look with them Man City boys that are piping up. Oh, Vincent Company's got to be in the head of Tony Adams. I'm like, nah, nah. But they, they won in the end anyways. <sighs> yeah, it was,
2: to be honest, it was the Man United fans just completely dismissing Gerrard. They were like, "What's Gerrard? What's Gerrard one? And I was like, "Stop chatting your shit."
0: Me Did and Mick were the same way uh, straight away. Vieira yeah. and Gerrard straight away. Yeah.
2: well I was looking to you in the in the top corner, thinking Albert's thinking the exact same. These these are all knobheads in this fucking <laughs> chat. Yeah, they don't know what they're saying. But boys, we'll get out of here. Thanks again to Tim. <laughs> thanks again to Albert, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers, mate.
1: Podcast Network.